Support for the following podcast comes from The Church Co., the leading expert in church websites. All you have to do is sign up, choose a monthly plan, and their team builds out your website for free. Strengthen your community with features like a digital prayer wall, small group pages, and events. You can find out more at thechurchco.com. That's the church, C-H-U-R-C-H-C-O.com. And make sure you use the promo code CMHS21 to get lifetime 20% off any of their plans. Before we start, I want to make sure you know about a free resource that I have available at hopemadestrong.org slash care ministry. It's a downloadable guide called Three Steps to Building a Sustainable Care Ministry. This is a 17-page guide that outlines the three steps I recommend taking when you are reviving or starting to build a care ministry. And you can grab that at hopemadestrong.org slash care ministry. Hey there, and welcome to the Care Ministry Podcast, a show about equipping ministry leaders and transforming communities through care. Supporting those in your church and community not only changes individuals' lives, but it grows and strengthens the church. We want to do that without burning out. So listen in as we learn about tools, strategies, and resources that will equip you and your team and strengthen hope. I'm Laura Howe, and welcome to the Care Ministry Podcast. On the show today, we'll be talking all about how your church can build community partners. Because by having partners, your church not only increases your influence and impact within your community, but also strengthen, you strengthen your church's capacity to care for your congregates. The free download, Three Steps to Building a Sustainable Care Ministry, is packed with helpful information and strategies and how you can walk through those three steps. And those steps are, number one, leverage your community partners. Step two, build a volunteer care team. And step three, develop a training strategy. I want to pause on that first step, leveraging your community partners. So often people jump over this first step and go straight to building a volunteer team. And this results in a huge missed opportunity. Having worked 15 years in a community organization, I want to give a bit of an insider information to churches so that you're able to build community partnerships that grow your impact and influence as well as strengthen your capacity. Let's first start with why building partnerships strengthens the church's capacity to care for its congregants. In one of the pieces of training I offer to churches, I talk about how the church fits in on with the broader scope of care. This is now much easier to do in person with slides for visuals compared to on a podcast, but we're going to do our best. By describing how people engage in the different levels of care, you're going to see how churches are able to be a key component to every level, particularly how the church is able to support their congregants with connecting to community partners. So to describe how the church fits in with the broader scope of care, imagine with me an upside down triangle on a page with the point at the bottom of the page and the long side at the top. At the top, that long part of the triangle is the first of five sections called self-care. This is the care that we offer to ourselves when we have struggles. These are things like resiliency skills, moving our bodies, getting rest, eating well, maybe taking a break. Everyone uses self-care when they are struggling, and this is why it's the largest section. When people are stressed, they tend to their own needs, like relaxing after a long, hard day. 
The church is able to support self-care by supporting people in learning healthy coping skills based on biblical principles of who they are in Christ. Scriptures like Philippians 4, 8 come to mind, or the scripture that speaks of our bodies as being the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is how the church is able to support self-care through its teachings. The next level down on that triangle is community care. When facing hardship, most people engage their family and friends for comfort. Simply belonging to a body of faith is a protective factor. You might not want to share your struggles with everyone in this community, but you receive support and care by connecting with these people, with your community and loved ones around you. Most people belong to some sort of group of friends or have family or some sort of community activity. As the triangle narrows, there are fewer people engaged. The top was all people in the self-care. The community section is most people have a community, but this next section, the third section, is peer support, and many people engage in peer support. Peer support is intentionally seeking out support from informal supporters. It's asking for advice or receiving comfort from friends, family, or coworkers. When facing a challenge or hardship, many people require peer support from informal connections to get through difficult times. The next section or the next lowered section on the triangle is pastoral care or maybe a mentor if they don't belong to a church. Not everyone most or even many people need this level of support, but there are some people who need pastoral care or mentors or coaches to overcome hardship and challenges. Pastoral and mentors are not clinicians, but they offer objective counsel, often from a biblical perspective. Now, the fifth and final section way down at the point is professional or clinical support. Only a few people require support at this level. Even though most churches don't have clinical skills within their organization, they still have a huge influence on how congregants engage with professional support. Churches and those in care ministry are often the first lines of support when people reach out. They are connected with people at that peer or pastoral level. People trust and respect those who are in this position. But just because someone is a Christian doesn't remove them from needing professional or clinical support. Life is really hard and it's unpredictable. There are a few people who, in order to overcome, require the support of professional or clinical services. When churches are able to build partnerships or connections with community partners that support people with professional care, stigma is reduced. Those congregants are able to put their trust in those who, who are able to meet their needs. The church is able to support their congregants at every level of care and members flourish. While those in ministry have had some counseling training and pastoral care, those looking for support can experience exceptionally complex issues. And it's unrealistic to expect the pastoral team to be equipped to support every issue. Often, what people are facing is beyond the church's skills and resources alone. That's why it's essential to partner with specialty organizations within your community or region to appropriately support the comprehensive needs of congregants. When you build relationships with organizations, specialists, and resources within your community, you become effective at meeting your congregants' needs at all five levels, self-care, community, peer support, pastoral care, and clinical or professional treatment. 
when you're able to confidently refer individuals to specialized programs that's better suited to meet their needs, you no longer have to be the solution for everyone or be all things to all people because they are connected to a network of specialists who are trained to meet those specific needs identified. So partnering with community organizations is a benefit to your own congregation. Well, I'm sure many of you are agreeing that you see the benefits of partnering with a community organization. The hard part is knowing where to start. How can your church build community partners? Where do you find them? One of the most common questions I get is asking if I know of any good Christian counselors in their area. Well, I think getting a list of Christian counselors is a great place to start. I would also encourage you to look at need-specific organizations. In the free download, I've created a list of types of organizations based on need, things like housing, food scarcity, or children's or seniors issues. I recommend that you look at the needs of your church and develop partnerships based on the most relevant needs. Okay, so let's walk through the three steps in how your church can build community partners. And that first step is finding partners. I recommend beginning by looking for those within your congregation who may already be in the social or mental health system. There are often nurses, counselors, and members of other professions that are connected to the mental health system in your area. These individuals are a great help in discovering what services are available. As you learn about the resources in your community, begin with finding those who specialize in the areas that address common needs within your organization. Download that template at hopemadestrong.org slash care ministry, and it will help you guide your search and record their contact information and intake process. The second step in how your church can build community partners is framing the conversation. When contacting these organizations, start the conversation by inquiring about their programs and services. Becoming a partner is reciprocal. By asking about their programs, as opposed to merely focusing on your own needs, you build the rapport and trust needed for a strong partnership. It's helpful to avoid church language that may be misleading and confusing. For example, when explaining what your church offers, rather than using words like fellowship and ministry, you can use more familiar words like connection and support. Step three is foster relationships. Another way to build a partnership is to foster or invest in the relationship. And an easy way to do this is to find out about the needs of the organization and how you and your church may be able to offer practical support. Some examples could be meeting those interested in exploring their faith communities or helping with tangible needs like transportation, donations, or meals. But it's also important to note that community services are in the business of meeting other people's needs. So by accepting their services, you are building trust. They can help you by being available for consultation, those quick phone calls to help guide where this person might get the best service. Or they can offer team training on their specialty or their service. By fostering relationships, investing in their services, as well as accepting their services, you are able to build trust and foster those relationships. 
So the three steps of how to build community partnerships is number one, find partners. And I recommend that you look at need-based. Number two is frame the conversation. Be curious about what they're doing. And when you explain your support and services, try to avoid some of that Christianese, some of the spiritual language. And number three is foster relationships. And put it out there. Invest in time in meeting their needs and invest in relationship by receiving support from them. Not only will these relationships strengthen your church body, but you will also grow in your influence and impact in your community. For example, a church that has a trained usher team or parking team can partner with the city for special events. A youth leader can sit at the table when schools discuss how to support students when it's through a tragedy, or a hospitality team can partner in organizing meals for community members in need, or your card ministry can partner with seniors programs that reach out to those who are isolated. There are hundreds and hundreds of ways your church can partner with organizations in the community, and by doing so, you are a well, you will become welcome to the table and in the conversation, and your church will become known for being community-minded and care-focused. Having worked in a secular clinic for 15 years, I was encouraged to discuss faith and spirituality. It's part of holistic care, but if anyone identified that there was they, this was a key area for them or they, they were wanting to explore this more, there were very few partners that I could call on. I would support by offering information about local churches and I would reach out to some chaplains that I knew, but there were very few options for the many people who are questioning their faith or wanting to reconnect. Partnering with community organizations not only strengthens your congregation, but it also has untapped potential in expanding your ministry impact and influence in the community. Thanks for listening. I encourage you to put what you have heard into action. How are you going to be intentional about building a culture of care for both yourself and for others in your church? And don't forget to grab that free download at hopemadestrong.org slash care ministry. And if you want to be reminded when an episode goes live, make sure you subscribe. Thanks for connecting. Take care.